Welcome to the Rural EV Diaries, your home for EVs in small town America. I'm Ben. And I'm Brent. All right. So, um, well, first of all, it's the uh, it's the holiday season. <laughs> so I want to uh, wish everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Kwanzaa, Festivus for the rest of us, um, whatever you celebrate. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Um, we, we, we hope that you have a good celebration and you get to spend time with family and friends and uh, and just enjoy the time. Yep. Uh, life sort of slows down a little bit. Actually, I think it sort of speeds up. But Man, I think it It does. seems like it speeds up, yeah, but it should slow down. Yes. So, anyway, um, don't know how many episodes we're going to get out between now and, and 2024. So, we're, uh, uh, we've been, as you known since uh gosh since early november we've we've been hit or miss as far as recording yeah yeah. and it's just because it's just there's so much going on and um there's a lot of end of the year stuff that uh i've got to take care of and i'm sure that that you do too and you gotta keep in mind brent is the face of the (laughs) co-op yeah yep so he's uh he's the one that goes out and presses the flesh yes, and, and yeah, I do, yeah i do a lot of uh, yeah. hobnobbing as they say you do you do <laughs> i sort of envy you on that a little bit but yeah, uh, it's, it's fun i could never do your job so yeah yeah i'm i'm just uh i'm not that personable and i'm not that uh extroverted yeah. so yeah but but i'm learning <laughs> um anyway all right so i'm just gonna be honest i came in completely unprepared yeah but brent um, texted me the other day, and uh, was that yesterday or Wednesday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, I think it was yesterday. And too. I and, and so what happens with me, just so everybody knows, is I get, I'm like a, I don't know, I get really excited about stuff just randomly that I don't think, and I think it's because I I think about it a little bit more. Right. Um. And so I texted Ben with something that we could talk about that I thought maybe. It, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be a super long maybe podcast we say that but then we go on these crazy tangents and it's about yeah. an hour long <laughs> yeah <it's>, uh... <laughs> but yes I, I I got excited about the Cybertruck yeah okay and kind of wanted to talk about it and I had done not a ton of research but I had looked on I just went in I don't know if anybody's done this but you need to do it on Tesla's website you need to go in and pretend like you're gonna buy one. And so I've done that several times, but with the Cybertruck, you can now do that. So you can see all the specs. Nice. Um, you can see how much it's going to cost you. They've got all the options. They've got, do you want to lease it? Do you want to pay cash? Do you want to uh, do it traditional loan? They have all those options. It'll tell you the interest rates. But before we get into that, uh, I'm going to ask you some questions about the the process that's that's what bothers me right now and how comfortable you feel like you would be with it so they're asking me from what i can tell without driving it at all to to buy it basically now you can schedule a test drive but again we're the rural ev diaries there's not a tesla place where i can drive a tesla within 150 miles i don't think no I, i don't think so i guess uh i assume cincinnati's got a Tesla dealership. I'm not Did sure they? about Louisville. Um, yeah. Not sure about Knoxville. I know that Nashville does. Okay. And like I said, I assume Cincinnati does. I don't know. Right. So that's um, a that's a for there's us. a lot in Cincinnati, but that doesn't mean anything. There's a lot around here. Yeah. That, so. That's that's a two and a half hour drive, roughly. Probably either whether you go to Nashville yeah. or Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Roughly somewhere in there. Yeah. Nashville's a little bit further, but okay. Yeah. And and. You know, the other option would be to test drive a used one that someone had, but those are kind of hard to find, too, like yeah. to do their ship. Yeah. Um, but how do you feel about that process? Like, I get, I like the online process, and you went through it to a certain extent. Yeah. But it just feels like I'm buying something without the amount of knowledge I need to have about it. You're you're exactly right on that. I mean, you can go on the the website and you can see the specs and you can you can watch reviews on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can do as much due diligence as you can, but it's uh, you know the opportunity to yeah. drive one is you know slim to none. Right. Um, I know Carvana when I ordered my i three. Mm-hmm. 
um, I had like seven days to return it. Okay. Of course, there was a restocking fee, and I right. had to pay. Um, I could have either um, had it delivered, which cost me an extra $400, I think, or I could go to Nashville and get it out of a vending machine. And I guess they've got one in Louisville now. And yeah. Uh, I don't know if they've got one since then or not, to be honest with you. But um, I was sitting there thinking, okay, well, it's got a 90-mile range, even if it's fully charged when I get there, how am I going to get it home? <laughs> right, yeah. Because this was 2020. We've, we've uh, expanded the infrastructure yeah. around here since then. Right. So still green newbie. I was just like, I might as well just have it delivered. Yeah. And the other thing about that was my insurance agency – who's really good. I mean, we'll give a shout out to Farm Bureau mm-hmm. Insurance. I'm not sponsored by anybody, but uh, <laughs> yeah, if uh, Farm Bureau, if you want to yeah. reach out, that's uh, yeah. that's fine. Um, but Kentucky Farm Bureau Insurance, um, I mean, it's like when my wife got in that fender bender yeah. in, in my car. Mm-hmm. I had a check in my hand in three days. Yeah, I've heard, I've had them yeah. before, and I've they're really good. Yeah, and they they paid more than I thought my yeah. mini was worth. Well, my mini was priceless, but uh, <laughs> they paid more than 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 uh, Kelly Blue Book on it. So yeah, I was yeah. I was pretty happy. But anyway, um, my insurance wouldn't cover the car until they saw the car. I see. And I'm just like, now if I'd bought it off a a, a lot, yeah, it wouldn't have been that situation before. Right. Yeah, it's just, so you just you, wait, when I, you, when I, I had them deliver it to the insurance agency. Okay, but before because they wouldn't let me have it, they wouldn't let me have it unless I could prove I had insurance on it. Exactly. Couldn't have insurance, oh, on, right? Chicken and the egg. So yeah, so so this is what I'm kind of getting at. You know how we always talk about do your due diligence on uh, setting up your house to be able to charge because that's where you're going to charge most of the time. Right. You also need to know what's going on with this new way. Of, of a transaction for an automobile taking place because it's right. going to be completely different. So my next question was in your situation, you had the mini that was totaled. Is that right? Yep. So you didn't have to worry about this. So let me, let me put this to you. If the mini would have been just another car you had and you wanted to get upgrade just, to the yeah. I3, you're just, your only option really is that, is that to sale or does Carvana, will they I mean, do a trade in? Um, Carvana now does trade-ins. They do. Um, they 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 will buy your buy your car. Okay. Uh, according to their commercials. Right. Um, but now I would have probably private party. You would have uh, sold it. I wouldn't have sold it. It sat in the driveway and I drove it. You know when yes. I wanted to drive yes. it. But, um, and then when some it was just but, conveniently yeah. sell it maybe at some yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was completely because totaled. So, I've always felt like the, the but it pro- would have been a private party sale, right? The process of going to the dealership and listen, this is not a knock on salesman because I know you and in dealerships because you got to make money. Like you got to find mm-hmm. every avenue to make money. Um, but if you do a traditional trade in deal, which I have done almost every time, I've sold a, privately a couple times, and you come out way ahead when you do that. Oh yeah, but they've made that process so easy. You go in, here's my car, I want that car, we'll trade them, here's what you're getting, boom, sales tax, you have to worry about nothing. Right. And that's part of what you're paying for, even though you don't realize it is the convenience of, if you've ever tried, if you've never have, you need to, if if you've ever tried to sell something privately, it's kind of a headache. It is. You don't know who's serious, they show up, they want to look at it, they drive it around, they have no intention of buying it, or they'll come in and be like, I'll give you half. No, I don't. Yeah. yeah. I like taking half. The price is the price. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'll come off two hundred dollars, yeah. or so I'll pay for the sales tax or something. Yeah, but yeah. So that's what um, that's one of my concerns with this process. But other than that, if you go through it on the website, it's pretty seamless. Right. All the options are there, explained, and you don't get confused from the standpoint of if the salesman's trying to do it. Sometimes you can get confused. Right, and I mean. <laughs> You got this traditional, and I'm I'm not knocking anybody, but there is a stereotype about the car salesman. Yes, uh, especially the used car salesman. Right. I have I have found out that stereotypes are are seldom true, but they at some point were rooted in yes facts. Facts they are. All right, so uh, at some point there were obviously a lot of a lot of sleazy 
used car salesman and, you know, yeah. new car salesman at that. Uh, of course, any car you get can be a lemon. That's I mean, true. There's things just happen. Yep. But um, I think that's another reason why why we've got like Carvana and Drive Time yeah. and uh, CarMax. Right. CarMax. CarMax is sort of the the hybrid between, um, you know, like Carvana and your traditional dealership. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot. You can come test drive the car before yeah. you actually buy it. But yeah, this is the price. Take it or leave it. Yep. You know, and uh, that was, and and that's been my problem with buying, which I, I feel like that that this white Tesla's got it set up is probably set up that way. You're not gonna you're not gonna get through this process and be like, yeah, I don't want to pay sixty eight. How about sixty four? And they're gonna be like, oh, okay, no. how about sixty six? That's not gonna happen. That's that's not gonna happen. The price is for us. And I hate I hated that. Like I don't even like buying a car. Oh yeah, because I, of that. the the I mean. I bought a Volkswagen Jetta from one of the local dealerships. Yeah. Um, and um, it was used. It's a good car. Uh, I kept it for about three years before I traded it. Actually, I probably sold that one. Did you? Um, but anyway, it was um, it was when I was driving to Williamsburg every day. So I was putting, you know, 80 miles a day on it easy. Right. I, I've never actually, my first job was actually in the town that I live in, and I've never had one <laughs> since. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, that being said, um, that Volkswagen, I knew what price I wanted. Right. And I went back and forth, back and forth with the the um, guy, and he's just like, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. Right. We can't do that. I said, all right. Yeah. I got up and left. Their sales manager chased me into the parking lot and said, come back in, we'll work this out. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, of course, I was young and naive back then. Yeah. Still naive. I'm just not young anymore. <laughs> um, anyway, we we negotiated a deal. He he got me down where I wanted it. Mm-hmm. And uh, because really when you go into car, it's just like, this is the payment I want. I, I, I don't know very few, very few people you know, yes. When they buy from a car lot, it's like this is the payment I want, right? And this is the term. This is the payment, right? And you know they'll come back and they'll they'll dance around that, yes. Um, and I'm just like, okay. So uh, he set up the paperwork. Yeah, I got the payment I wanted, but my interest rate was exactly. higher. So right. so they got it anyway. Yeah. And then they turn around, and this is how car lots make money. My understanding now. Yeah, I we're, we're we're going to talk to somebody very soon that that's yes. got inside knowledge. So, right. um, but my understanding is that car lots they'll 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 negotiate, and then um, unless they've got their own financing, and I don't know how it works with that. Right, they'll turn around and sell that loan to to a bank. Yes, and uh, I've actually had loans that were. Uh, negotiated with local banks mm-hmm. from the car lot. And then I've had them that were negotiated with uh, national banks. So, you know, it's just like yeah. they, they, they make their deal and then they turn around and say, hey, we're going to offer this. And, and see, you know, they're, they're, they're also, I know this goes on. Cash too. in hand is a yeah, powerful thing. They'll package multiple loans too. And mm-hmm. like that goes on too. That's a whole separate uh Gosh, even financial tool, basically. You know, before we started recording, we were talking about taxes. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. And business and, and yada, yada, yada. Why? Why? And I've got the answer in my head right here. Why are things so freaking complicated? Ah, uh, well. And you know why they're freaking complicated? Well, it's obviously on purpose. It's on purpose. <laughs> if I make something overly complicated. Yeah. I can take advantage of you. Yeah, because I, because point, because if you don't understand, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, this is this is why people need to educate themselves on anything that might interest them. Right. And like I said, I'm just old and naive at this point on a lot of things, but there's a lot of things that I'm starting to understand. Yep. All right. So. Well, so yeah, I've got I got this pulled up, and this is what I'd already done, and I'm I wanted to go through just a few of the options. And why I think it's cool, but I'm really gonna have to stare at this thing for a long time to right. get the like the look of it. 
because it is it's otherworldly. It's not. There's no vehicle that I have seen, even in a from a prototype that they put out. Sometimes that they never make these companies. Right. Like I think it's that weird looking. Yeah. Um. But I they, wish they'd they'd make some of the prototypes that they oh, unveil. Me I mean, yeah, gorgeous, yeah, gorgeous. They are, and then it's nothing. Yeah, but they have uh, they have three options uh, when you go in there to reserve now, which is how it starts out. They have a rear wheel drive, they have all wheel drive, and then they have I love it, the Cyber Beast. Yes, that's yes. classic uh, Elon Musk and how he does like yeah. how how his mind works. Um, so, you know, even the and, and the rear wheel drive cyber truck, and if you look at this thing, I don't see how you could build one of these for less than a hundred thousand dollars, and I'm sure that they've done it. Yeah. But the estimated price is forty nine thousand dollars. Right, right. And that's gonna give you now this That's that 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 will be bare bones though. I mean Yes, it will. It's it's two hundred and fifty miles of range and zero to sixty in six point five seconds. That's not impressive really at all no unless you take into consideration which you can go through i think this thing weighs eleven thousand pounds so it's it's pretty heavy yeah it's really really heavy so um and that what they do is that estimated also takes into consideration the fact that you're going to get seventy five hundred dollars back the year after you purchase it right right so they pull that off the top but you'll pay that up front and get it back the next year on your taxes right so it's really probably more of like a $56,000 is what you would have to pay bare bones. Yeah. Now. And you know, there'll be some people that go in, well, I want that $49,000 truck. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, yes. uh, okay, that'll, that'll, that'll be $57,000. And yes. it's just like, uh, yeah, but it's now. Yeah. Mm-mm. Right. And so. So the the next one, the all wheel drive. Man, I'd hate to be that naive. <laughs> it's okay. the majority. Anyway. It's the majority, man. Yeah. I'm telling and then, you. And then you got taxes and delivery and all that stuff on it. So whenever um, you can sue Red Bull, because when you're drinking, it doesn't give you wings, and you watch the commercial. Yeah. We're dealing with a with a lot of people that are yeah silly. So boy, that's a digression. <laughs> that what, is. Or is it? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. I'm but sorry. The, but the all-wheel drive um, goes from uh, 250 miles of range to 340 miles of range when you get the all-wheel drive version. Right. It has 600 uh, horsepower. And I I said wrong. It has 11,000 pounds of towing capacity, mm-hmm. but it, but it what it does weigh a whole lot more. I can't remember where I saw the exact yeah. number, but I got those confused. Um, and its top speed's 112 miles an hour, zero to 60 in 4.1 seconds. Yeah, and there's one thing I, I noticed about that that, um, you know, it says top speed of 112 miles an hour, yeah. which is is plenty fast enough for anybody. Oh, right. Yeah. But um, they don't even give you top speed on the on the rear wheel drive model. No, which, I know, right? That is you, odd. You know, it's it's like my my BMW. Yeah. Top speed is 96 miles an hour. Right. Yeah. So. Um, at 96 miles an hour on highway speeds, you're not going to do it, but yeah, uh, yeah, you could use use the battery every hour, right? Uh, but anyway, I, that's a that's a digression. But I, I notice a lot of a lot of times, and I'm I'm guilty of this. It's not what they say; it's yes, what they don't say, right? What they leave out. And and look look at this. If you're where I'm at, which is on the purchase now page, the next page. If you look at this, the bottom tier, the rear wheel drive. Cybertruck is not going to be available till 2025. Right. But the other two are mm. available in 24. Yeah. So that tells you what they want to sell right yep. there. Because in it's, you know, salesmanship 101, everybody knows this. You always give your customer three options and they'll always choose the middle one almost 90% of the time if you give them three options. And sometimes you'll get them to go into the to the top, but they will almost never do that base model. Because it's like, well, if I'm going to get one, I'm going to get something that I kind of want. So that model is 68000 And then the Cyber Beast is just a, it's a freak. It does 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's like a space shuttle launch. Yeah. Is what I would think that would feel like. And it has 320 miles of range, uh, 845 horsepower. Like, it's just insane that they can put something like this together um, at 
96,000, obviously, they're taking into consideration the, the tax and everything. But that's going to be, I'm telling you, that's not that. It's probably less expensive than the electric Hummer that Chevrolet's building. Mm-hmm. And probably. It, and, and this thing, if you get that other package, which it would cost you more, will basically drive itself. It'll park itself. It'll drive itself anywhere you want to go. Well, it's got everything that, uh, that you would expect out of a Tesla. Yeah, it's bulletproof, um, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's there was a podcast where Joe Rogan shoots an arrow. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. It was uh, awesome. Yeah. Like, and then it destroyed the arrow. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Which, you know, it's just like, it's, well, it's bulletproof. Well, we'll stop an arrow, which an arrow's heavier. Right. Mesual velocity is not as. Right. Yeah. So. But, I mean. It, it did have the, the potential to out penetrate a 9 millimeter, but it, it didn't. Yeah. So. Well, anyway. Uh, and so one of the things I wanted to say about this is out of all the things that he's got right now going with the price point in that middle one and what you're actually getting from a unique standpoint, I think that I would be pretty interested in buying a Cybertruck if I was looking at Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Because it's not like $150,000 vehicle. Uh, it is a truck. And it looks really cool. So, and the last thing I want to ask you about, because it has all these options, which a lot of trucks do. You know, you can buy a tent for it. You can camp in it. Right. Do all this stuff. But here is what it says about, it's got a little section that says power your site. It says operate your tools or charge any EV with integrated 120 volt or 240 volt bed and cabin outlets. During a grid hour outage, provide up to 11.5 kW of power directly to your home to help keep the lights on. Now, what what's that saying? Like translate 11.5 kW. How's that working on our house? Is that that uh, is that a lot? Is that not much? Can I run my toaster? That's, I mean, that that's pretty good and you can run your toaster. Okay. Um as uh, as we've talked about um of course, you got to sit in on on my presentation. Yeah, you know everything. Everything has a, a rating. Mm-hmm. Everything that plugs into the wall has a rating. Right, and that's how much it's going to draw. Right, um, how much power it has to consume. Right, and we measure that in, in kilowatts. And so this said eleven. Eleven point five. Eleven point five. Um, so let's let's imagine you've got a fifteen hundred watt hair dryer. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's 1.5 kilowatts. That's that's how much power that needs at, at one time. Right. So you could basically run 10 hair dryers. Okay. Okay. You're not going to be cooking a Christmas turkey. Right. I mean, you can as long as nothing else you're, is on. You're not heating water and doing doing right. dishes. Right. And or running the dishwasher and doing laundry. Right. Um, you know, so you can pick and choose. This is the trouble people get into when they. They buy emergency generators. Yeah, this is where I was going to ask you. Yes. Yeah, because that's basically what you're you're using this as, um, you know, like a Tesla power wall or whatever. Yeah. You know, you've, you've got the battery there; it feeds back into the house, and just like any other battery, the more you use it, the faster it goes down. Right. We had uh, we've got a solar customer that uh, uh, actually lives in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, they had solar cells and. Um, they were told that uh, it would offset so much, and I think they may have batteries. Well, we got in an outage situation, yeah, uh, which is rare uh, out where I live. But um, their their backup mm-hmm. didn't last that long, mm-hmm. and that's because they were still trying to run their entire house on oh, that. Yeah. So it's just woo, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean that's if you understand it's for emergencies. Same yeah. thing with a generator. Yeah, a generator is not going to power your entire house right. like nothing is going on outside. Exactly. Uh, I so mean that, what you're saying? Let me ask you this, and you may have said this in your presentation. What would be the average KW demanded by a house at peak time? Um, I've seen. Uh, like a like a two thousand square foot house. Well, my, mine's right. I know this is hard to do. Right, right, right out a uh, little bit, little bit more. It's like twenty two hundred okay. square feet. Is what I've got um, under roof, and um, I know when I'm running everything, mm-hmm. 
I have seen um, 30KW. Uh, I really? used to have a little device that yeah. we were testing, a device that uh, read your meter. Mm-hmm. used to be made by Black & Decker. Not sponsored by anybody, but Black & Decker, yeah. reach out. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we're fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're not going to get anybody. It's no, all right. No, it's, it's, it's all we're right. We're having fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so, um, now, now getting back to that, that device, we've, we've got things that have far surpassed that. And, uh, I mean, this was, this was back, gosh, 12, 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, when, when I was testing this yeah, and, um, so I have seen my house draw 30 KW. Right. At one time. At one time. Right. And I mean, this, this was at night, it was in the winter, heat pumps working. Right. Uh, laundry, we had washing, drying, doing it all, dishwasher going yep. and cooking dinner. Right. So, all kids were home studying. Mm-hmm. You know, every light in the house is on because if the kids are home, every light in the yep. house is on yep. because apparently they're afraid of the dark. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, that's an extreme case. Yeah. Not everybody's going to do that. Right. Um. And we do have things called load diversity where you know not everybody's going to be using everything yes. at every every time right. but i mean this was probably worst case scenario in my house yeah so just so and this a lot of people may know this but and it my um my dad has been in the heating and cooling industry forever and those guys are kind of a jack of all trades they have to know a little bit about everything plumbing electricity hvac because to install one it takes there's water electricity and heating and cooling involved right well he had his electrical license, and he had done, we offered a thing at our co-op that's called Generlink, where you can plug in your emergency generator directly into your meter, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it won't attaches backfeed. to the meter base, yeah, and it automatically islands. And yes. Which. is re- That's really cool. It, yeah, it is. And, and for people who don't understand that, if you just hook up a generator and you're not disconnected from the grid, you're basically putting voltage back onto the system that's going through the transformer and yep. getting stepped up to high voltage. Right. So when the lineman comes out there and tries to work on, on your line, or if that line's down and it's on the ground, hopefully it'll trip your, your generator off. Yeah. But if it doesn't, then you have created a live wire situation. Right. That we don't know about. That we don't know about that becomes dangerous for anybody that gets around that. Right. So, um, so if you do own a generator yeah, or if you do take advantage of vehicle to grid like this at some point, mm-hmm. um, understand that you got to do it right. There's no shortcuts. Yeah. And I, I can't, I, what I was going to get into a little bit is I can't remember exactly how he would do it, but he would keep that from happening. And I think the way he would plug his in is he would turn all his breakers off mm-hmm. and then the main breaker was off. Them. Yep, and he kept that off, and that kept it from that, backfeeding. That that gets you isolated from the system. So, and and I think what he would do is he had set up because he knows heating and cooling. He went through his disconnect on his heating and cooling system mm-hmm. from outside. He had that rigged up, and so then what you do is if you want to operate your house, you select what you want to use at the time you want to use it, and you flip mm-hmm. that breaker to flip on. That breaker. You leave yep. all the other ones off. Mm-hmm. And then you can use the water heater and take a shower. Then you turn that breaker off, and if you want to cook, you turn on the oven. Right. You you cook, but but by no means can you heat the water and run the heating and cooling. Right. With right. an emergency generator or the Tesla Cybertruck. Right. Right. And it, or if you do, it is going to well generator you know continuously running. But like yes. Cybertruck, you're going to drain the battery right quickly yeah. trying to do that. So. Which yeah. is, so so what we're saying kind of is although this is a good feature again realize what you're getting here right right so all these uh, trucks Ford's got the same deal that that you can plug it in and it'll run your whole house well let's read the fine print on that right it doesn't give the battery rating in kilowatt hours does it I don't think so on the um, Cybertruck yeah it might if you dig into the specs on that a little bit. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm well, I'm, okay. So you can click on power directly to your home, power share, power your life. You said it was what fifteen hundred kW. 
No, 11, well, 11.5. 11.5. Yeah. 5KW. Okay, here. I'll let you just, because uh, I'm in there. Here we go. Okay. Max continuous real power, 11.5. Uh, nominal voltage, 240 AC. Here, oops, sorry. Here, scroll through that a little bit and see if it tells you anything. Because it's, what it, so while he's looking at that, I'll explain. On the website, it gives you a little synopsis of, 11.5 kW, and then you can click on PowerShare, and a whole bunch of other stuff comes up. Well, it doesn't, I mean, you got to realize that if you draw 11.5 kW for an hour, it's going to drain that battery. Right, for an hour. Well, I, let me let me back up on that. What's the range on the mid-level? It's like 300? 320. 320? Yeah. All right, 320 miles. Um let me pause this for a second. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm back. Had to do some some quick math here, and uh, I didn't want you to uh, see me taking my shoes off to count. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so you said the Cybertruck had uh, could deliver 11.5 kW. Yep. So that's the max output it's going to. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the the mid level range. Um, truck was 320 miles. Yep. All right. Let's assume now this is an assumption. So, um, I reserve the right to be wrong, but yep. I'm not wrong. Um, let's say it does get three miles per kilowatt hour. Okay. All right. 320 mile range. You're looking at 106 kilowatt hour battery. Okay. Okay. So it might not be 106 exact, but I guarantee I'm pretty daggone close. Yeah. Um, that being said, at 106 kilowatt hours, if you're delivering at 11.5, that battery's going to last nine hours. Okay. So it's going to deplete its battery in nine hours. Right. So you, so if you don't get your power turned back on in nine, nine hours, hours, you're, you're out. You're still in the and, dark. And then <laughs> let's assume you only have that EV to go anywhere. Then you can't drive anywhere either. That's exactly. So you're stranded. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, so, but these are things that you have to think about. It, like you do. This is really cool as an option. But if you don't, if you just flip it on and like I'm good in right. nine hours, just know that you can't go anywhere and your ha your house is going to be out. Right. Right. And I mean, <laughs> you know, we, and we're we're going to save the whole vehicle to grid discussion for when we yes. when we have our guest. Yeah. But, um, you know, you you think about this now, heat pump. Mm -hmm. We di we discussed that heat pump in the winter is what about seven point two yeah, kW. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's do some math. If you left your heat pump on the entire mm -hmm. um, situation at uh, we'll say seven uh, seven point five kW. Yeah. Um, did that wrong. Um, seven point five is how many watts? Um, 7.5 kilowatts at 7,500 watts. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, if you just did nothing but run the heat pump, the battery's going to last four, 14 hours. 14 hours? Yeah. All right. So. Um, and that's 7.5. If we're thinking about the same thing, the heat strips in there come in sections, and it's 7.5? Um. I and just know that's mostly the yeah, rating for heat pumps. But, for, uh, and I'm trying to think. Because resistance heat's going to be so much higher. Yeah, well, and what, that's... Didn't somebody say that, uh might have been you, that, that it could be uh, 15 kW? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's they come in 7.5 sections. Right. And and depending on the size of the heat pump determines how many, how many sections of those heat strips are in there. So you can have 15 kW, uh, I think 20 kW. This 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 wouldn't supply, right? I mean, and what it does is it stages those sections. Right. So if it is zero degrees outside and you're trying to keep your house seventy, twenty kW is coming on. If right. you have, if that's how much is in the heat pump. Wow. But if you if you're if you're being reasonable, saying you're trying, well, say it's twenty degrees and you're trying to keep it sixty five. Right. Maybe it doesn't come on, but only only one section of those heat strips will come on. Okay. Like it it. It's it's smart. It's a pretty smart device. They've developed it to be pretty efficient. Right, right. <clears throat> well, I I know that if I was in this scenario, okay, um, just think it out loud here. 
if dead of winter we get a power outage, I've got a Cybertruck yeah. sitting in the garage. Right. Um, and I, I do do vehicle to grid. More than likely, I'm going to use a space heater and heat one room mm-hmm. unless I run the risk of, you know, like the, the plumbing. Right. Uh, in which case, I would probably set my thermostat on my heat pump as low as it'll go. Mm-hmm. Of course, heat pumps are not efficient no. after like 27 degrees. No. Um, so pops aren't going to freeze at 27 degrees. Right. If it's zero outside, then the heat pump's going to be working inefficient. So you've kicked your... your so in a... Don't know how long the outage is going to last scenario. Right. You, you've lost the heat pump. You've lost anything but that space heater. Yeah. Um, so... Hopefully your pops won't bust. Right. Um, but that being said, um, I think I would have a space heater, and I would probably light one room, and yeah. everybody in the house would be in that that one room. Right. Um, got to keep people entertained. So hope you got a board game. <laughs> um, and I was I've, I've remembered now. See, I, I you're not gonna be playing playing your PlayStation. <laughs> I know I remember stuff, and then I don't remember it correctly. I mean, I'm going to play the – I don't remember correctly. It's five KW sections is what it is. So it's like 5, 10, 15, 20. And I think 20 is about as high as you'll see in a residence. In a residence, okay. Like that's probably a huge 3,500-square-foot house or something. Well, you say I would have never known that. So how does it know which sections to kick on? I don't – there's sequencers in there. They're called sequencers. And a a sequencer can go out – um, yeah. like you would actually, if, if you came to my dad's shop and, and you have to put, when you order a heat pump, the indoor unit comes, mm-hmm. the electric heat strips come separate and have to be installed before you take it out on site because each, each indoor unit <clears throat> has an option to have a five, 10, 15 or 20 KW, like that, that's efficient manufacturing. They make right. one kind of sized unit and then you can decide how much electric heat it needs well i'm uh actually my my first job out of college yeah i worked for i wasn't over the line but yeah. I, I worked for emerson's division which uh is thermodesk i don't know if they're still around or not right they were headquartered in um, mansfield ohio they they yeah. had a plant here yeah and so i did actually right um uh, my first job was in the town i live in yeah but anyway um the other half of the building, the half I wasn't responsible for, they made sequencers. Yep. And uh, yep. Um, I'm, I didn't think about them going in heat pumps. They I, do. They're, they're they, s- the ones they made mostly went in clothes dryers. Mm-hmm. They're sequencers. Like it's a it's a little bitty electric factory in a in a heat pump in the split system in the in the. Uh, indoor unit and the outdoor unit and again i'll say what you said i I have reserved the right to be wrong because i'm not an experienced 35 year veteran of the hvac industry but i know enough to be dangerous that's what we always say so oh yeah take this all with a grain of salt in 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 the big scheme of things it's kind of how it works they have uh, transformers in them there's low voltage high voltage like it's the sequencers we made were were heat sensitive. Yeah, and um, I, I I can open the back of a dryer and point at one and show right. you exactly where it is, and yeah. I'll show you where the TCO is yeah. to to keep it from overheating. Right. Um, so if you've ever had a dryer that the heating element went out, mm-hmm. it either burnt into or the TCO yep. went bad. Yep. And you could replace the TCO for I don't know how much they are now. Last one I bought was like a buck twenty. Yeah, uh, sequencers yeah. are dirt. Cheap, yeah, yeah, but they can cause a lot of problems. But 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 it's a, a heat sensitive, and it's it's actually got uh, a disc in it that would mm-hmm. pop. Mm-hmm. You know, heat and shrink. Yep, it's two different two different uh, metals laminated together. So if it was too hot, this one yeah. expanded and yep. would would uh, open listen, or close, and and it. Engineering I mean, is is amazing. I don't know if people understand how hard it is to make something like a cyber truck. Oh yeah, from an engineering standpoint. And let's be clear. Well, Elon talks about um, that in several interviews. Yeah. I've seen him talking about people don't understand how complicated yes. it is to it, actually. 
And, and let, it's, it's not making the first one. The first one, you know, yeah. it's got its problems. It's making it its scale is when. Yes. Yeah. And let's, I'm not going to pretend that's like anything. So. Elon Musk is as smart as he is. He's not the guy that's, or the guys or the teams that are doing this. Right. These are actual engineers. Yeah. That are ge- well, geniuses, really. It, They're figuring out things we've never figured out before. It, and that's, that's like Henry Ford. I mean, uh, He'd come up with an idea, and yeah. then it's like, go do it. Don't come back until you're... Yep. And and he would have the patience to yep. let... I mean, it's like... Um, and he can ex- he can explain it. You know what I'm right. saying? Like Musk and the Ford, they, they understand what's being done on a pretty high level, but they by no means are the actual talent getting it done. Right. It, exactly. I mean, it's the famous story I'm thinking about is uh, casting a, a block for V8. Mm-hmm. And Henry Ford wanted to cast a solid yeah. block. Yeah. And his engineers are like, <laughs> you can't, can't be done. You can't, can't be do done. That. He goes, go figure it out. Yeah. And come back when you've figured it out. Right. And guess what? We've got yes. uh, solid cast V8 engine blocks. And that and that's what And I, we've had for a long time. So those people back there were pretty right. dang. And that know. happens like a lot. Like I, I think not to get off topic, but kind of a little bit is in the movie Apollo 13, I think, mm-hmm. where they have to build this filter out of parts they have yeah. on the show. That's a great movie. What? What? You can't just. That's impossible, basically, is what yeah. they said. Yet they did it, and the, and the astronauts survived yep. to make it back to Earth. Like, like yeah. when you you perform best when you're backed into a corner and there's a lot of pressure on. Most yeah. people do. Yeah. Well, that's that's why I tell people that. <laughs> I'm I'm not a great engineer, but I'm a good problem solver. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because I mean, seriously, electrical engineering, well, any type of engineering, you've got uh, a little bit more knowledge mm-hmm. on a specific discipline. Because let me tell you what, um, I got my degree. I had to learn stuff for my degree, and yep. then it immediately got replaced by some other knowledge. Right. Because now I can look stuff up. Yep. So That's if right. you if if you ask me right now what the uh, the ampacity of 336 wire is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know it's in the neighborhood of about 300, um, yeah. 300 amps, but, yeah. you know. And see, a, and, and see, the difference between an engineer and a non-engineer is I don't even know what the, what he said. I, yeah, don't, I, don't, uh, I have no idea what he's talking there, about. There you go. It's, it's, it's utility <laughs> speak. Um, but anyway, um, you know, I, I, I learned what I needed to know to pass the test to get the piece of paper right. that says I know a little bit about something. Right. I didn't start um, really becoming an engineer until I started figuring out, oh, well, let's try this, and this is why I think it would work. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, mm. that's what the world needs. We need more problem solvers. Now, yeah. you can go to school and get an engineering degree. Right. But I mean, it's it's like my my friend's dad, uh, love his heart. He's he's a great great guy. Probably one of the best engineers there's ever been. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have a degree. He just spent yep. a lifetime in a box factory working on machines. Yep, yep. And, I've met guys like that. Yeah, too. and they're, and I they're mean, just as as good as somebody. With they are sharp as a tack, and they can solve problems. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a piece of paper saying that they should yep. be able to solve problems. And I know a lot of people's got pieces of paper that <laughs> can't solve their way out of a paper bag. Terrible engineers, yes. I'm sure. Yeah, and and you know what? <laughs> and this is no swap on anybody because God love them. Um, those are the kind of people that go into engineering sales. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, yeah. realistically, they'll yeah. sell you a bucket truck. Right. Um, but uh, I've only got a handful of people that I know that... Uh, and they're 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 smart. It's not that they don't, you know. Yeah. But they're they're more apt to uh, figure out. Okay, this is what you need. This is our solution. Yeah. And then you've got to figure out if it works or not. But boy, that's a digression. Yeah. Yeah. Just okay. a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. But anyway, let's get back to the Cybertruck here. Yeah. That, I mean, so short episode. Yeah. <laughs> Saying all that, you still have with this option i mean yeah that's a pretty big deal yeah to be able to do to do something like that right and and what you've done is really you know you've saved yourself from buying a car and then a generator right right it's just all one in package um yeah i mean it's it's just it's like anything else you have got to have a plan yeah but 
All right, and this is the not really motivational um, part of the show, but this is this is one thing that that I have come to realize this week in in my my study meditation self improvement <laughs> portion of my week. Yeah, uh, it dawned on me that um, there are a million things every day. You, you you get up, you plan your day. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I need to do. There's a million things, a million things, if not more, in this world that can disrupt that. Oh yeah. And you've got two options. You can get upset about it, which I've done occasionally, mm-hmm. or you can say, "Okay, let's go." You yeah. know, now yeah. you, you got to shift shift focus. Yep. And what the the. And and everybody knows this. Everybody everybody has dealt with this. It's it's not that big of a deal. You either you either get upset about it and then deal with it, or you deal with it. But what I have come to embrace this week <laughs> is the simple fact of just go ahead and expect it. Yeah. Because it is going to happen. Yep. I have never ever ever in my life planned a day that went as planned. No. I mean, I might have got everything done I needed to get done. Right. But I guarantee you that. There was a distraction. There was, you know, something, mm-hmm. something. Yeah, I, so, I, so I agree. Just, just, just know your day is going to get disrupted. Yep. And just go ahead and get over it. Yep. And uh, like you said, expect expect it. it. Yeah. I, okay. I agree. So there you go. Um, <laughs> maybe that's the stoic. Uh, I, I I think I'm a I'm a I'm a very stoic person. So yeah. I think that's a. The stoic moment of the day. There you go. We should change this podcast sometimes. I, I, I swear. This, uh, <laughs> I mean, we talk about EVs, but we talk about everything well, else. Well, yeah. But I, again. What I, about this weather? I, <laughs> I wish it would make up its mind what it's going to do. But I, then, then on the other hand, we get to enjoy the warm days. True. And the cold days are coming. So, they are. so and they're going to happen too. So you mm-hmm. might as well. Might as well get, prepare for it. Yep, get but, used to it, as you say. Yeah, but I'm tired of getting up and it being 20 degrees, uh, and then by the middle of the day, it's 70. Mm-hmm. And that's so no exaggeration. It is, so. It's true. I got a big you know, puffy coat on this morning, and mm-hmm. I will be in short sleeves, I feel like, by 2. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's not a weather podcast. No, no. Welcome to the London <laughs> Weather Report. I'm your host, Ben. That's... <laughs> Anyway, no, we won't do that. Uh, uh, we we could talk about traffic. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of everything. A little, little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay, uh, back to Cybertruck. I, I like the, the idea. I mean, the specs on it look incredible. Mm-hmm. Of course, with, with every improved spec, uh, you know, it's yeah. uh, you're, you're, you're paying for it. Right. Um, I did see a video clip. Um, somebody posted on Twitter because I refuse to call it X. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it was, uh, they were driving around, um, California. Mm-hmm. Here's Jay Leno in a Cybertruck. Really? Yeah. Huh. Now the thing is it, it wasn't his Cybertruck. It was a friend's. Yeah. And it wasn't Elon's. Right. Um, uh, cause he confirmed that in the, the conversation. Um, and I guarantee it was probably the, the cyber beast. Oh, I'm uh, sure it was. It it was uh, number five, number five, hmm. and uh, the guys rolled down the window. And then, of course, the video's on on X. It lasts about twenty minutes. Yeah, and um, he said that that the truck was absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. It was as fast as a plaid. That's crazy. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's crazy because you think how heavy these things are, and if it's cyber beast, it's got bigger set of batteries in it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's even more weight to carry. I read somewhere, because I went through pretty far as far as buying one. Um, what was it? There is an option. You put it on your credit card? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my Jackson. Yeah. My, Jackson my, Andrews my, my credit company. card. Yep. Um, it, it had a um, an option for like an emergency if you ran out of power. But I can't remember. It had like a reserve. Yeah, and and I almost want to say That's cool. it was like suitcase size. It's removable somehow. Oh, so you could take it with you. Now, but I could be I, I don't know. I could be missing a detail. I I have to go back and look and then like update on another podcast. But it seems like there was an option where you could purchase an additional range extender that was a battery that was the suitcase sized or something. Hmm. I don't know how many miles that would take you, but yeah. 
that was well, an option too. So, well, I I think you know infrastructure is still yeah. okay, yeah. Um, but we're we're getting there. Well, at least with them, you're in pretty good shape, Tesla, yep. compared to yep. let's say like your your BMW. It can use everything but Tesla. Is that right? It'll. Um, is that how? Well, I mean, are they that? Ne- Nissan. Nissan's got their their Chatmo. Okay. Um, so there's a few different ones. And then and then most everything else is the J something something something. Yeah. You know, myriad of numbers after it. Right. Uh, actually, there's only four numbers, and I forget what, exactly what it is. Yeah. But you'd think I would know that. Um, and then the the Tesla plug. Of course, now the Tesla plug is becoming the standard. Right. And Tesla has opened their network up. Yeah. And there's adapters available. Mm-hmm. So technically, as long as it's not a, a Chatamo and you don't you don't see those I mean, Electrify America stations will have like one and mm-hmm. then all the rest of them are the J right. something, 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 huh. Yeah. Um so you know that you're you're going to see since we're going to standardize that. Yeah. Um, you're going to see all the newer stations compatible. Yeah. Um, with I assume what is now the existing Tesla plug. Yeah. And then um, you're going to see. I haven't even looked on Amazon for one, but probably should. Um, you're going to see a, an adapter that will take it from the the J. I think it's like seven twenty something. Or mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm I'm not going to. Yeah, yeah, it's something I can look it up. Right. Um, but it, it'll be a a converter, and I I think the biggest um the biggest gap between those two is uh not so much the power delivery; it's the communication link. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you're. It's like an Apple and a Mac. Yeah. You're you're both using the same. Um, they're both computers, mm-hmm. um, but you can't run this software on right. this machine. Yeah, you can't run this software on this machine. Um, but I know on my my PC I can emulate a Mac, or right. I can emulate, or on my Mac I can emulate a PC. Yeah, and and run certain pieces of software. Well, right, like uh, right. the Microsoft Office suite of products you can basically do on Apple. Yeah, yeah, but it's a it's a separate version to yeah. communicate with Apple. Yes, yes, cuz so, they're not compatible. Cuz they're not compatible. Yeah. But actually my my Mac I can run a, a PC software package on it because right. it's got an emulator that Makes like it this it, like it, it would be a converter. Yeah. Uh so I mean I, I but I think that's the the biggest um communicating to the car to see what the car needs right and between that and the station again so. these are, these are complicated problems it's yeah people think it's like oh we'll just make a three-prong plug and then put five on the other side and then that you've converted it which, which, which is that can yeah <laughs> be nice if it's that simple <laughs> yeah. if it's that simple um it wouldn't confuse people no. and, and and we couldn't charge thousands and thousands of dollars for it right so did we have that? Con- we we had that discussion on air, didn't we? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we we did have a discussion. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, Cybertruck unusual. Yeah. Performance really? performance specs on that high end are just amazing, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, that's one thing I would say. I, uh, I don't think it's going to replace the F one fifty. Is no. Your uh, most of the people no. around here. No. No. But. I Bull- think that bulletproof F one fifty. I think that you need to uh, get on their website and just play around with it because it yeah. is because you're going to have to learn how to buy a car that way because eventually that's true. Eventually, uh, that may end up taking the place of a lot of dealerships. Now you they they wouldn't get rid of the dealerships, but what they would have is you'd go down there and drive one and be like, oh, I like this. Then you go back home and it's think about it and be like, yep, I'm going to get it. And you'd click a few buttons. Place the order. It'll be yes. delivered on Thursday yep. or whatever. Yeah, I think I think you could see a hybrid form of that. You know, but then that comes back to the way manufacturers view cars as being sold. Tesla, it's when you drive it home, it's sold. Yeah, right. You talked about right, this. and and like I said, the the car lots. Yeah. You know, once it comes off the car hauler onto the lot, it's sold. Right. Because it's no longer 
Ford General Motors or right. Ford's right. responsibility. Yep. It's it's the dealership's responsibility. Yeah, which is a completely separate entity from Ford. They yeah. just it's almost like a franchise kinda. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, it's like, huh. I could I could use a milk analogy there, but I'm not going to because <laughs> we we're we're belaboring the, the moment. Um but the, I mean, yeah. I I was looking the other day, I just got a, a wild hair and I decided that I was going to look to see if I could find a uh Many made a, a Roadster, mm-hmm. uh, two-seat convertible, Yeah, and I always wanted one. They discontinued it. Um, they also uh, made a, a hard uh, uh, coupe, same way. And, of course, you want the convertible yeah, uh, yeah. if he's going to get one. So I got on Carvana the other day, and I was just, just poking around. And there were a couple, you know, 60,000 miles. Um, I think they stopped making them in 2013, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, I was, I was just looking at the price, and I was just like, man, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. And, I mean, but that's what I did. I went car shopping on Carvana. Yeah. Uh, haven't tried drive time yet, but, right. I mean, drive time, it's a, it's a, they're pushing that. You make the deal, you can walk in and sign papers. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly you're you're negotiating with the the algorithm mm-hmm. that's on their their website. Yep. And uh, well, and and so think about that. They too. they already know who they're going to sell the loan to. And, yes, that you know. that's all built in, and so there's a threshold. The algorithm's not going to go below. Yeah. And it's not also really lying. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Like it's already all those parameters are set, and you're not gonna you're not gonna fool it because it likes you yeah you know yeah. what i mean and uh this short episode it's it's coming up on an hour now <laughs> uh but I'll, I'll say this before we go my um bmw loan was financed through Bridgecrest. okay okay and this is my payment this is my term mm-hmm. and that's exactly what i've got now i can call and get a payoff right uh but it's it's auto mm-hmm. drafted from my banking account mm-hmm. and it's just like it comes out every day, the same day, and it was just like, mm-hmm. you know, I knew exactly the entire terms of that before I ever pushed by. Right. It was already negotiated. I didn't need approval. Yep. It was it was already approved. Um, you know, so it, it's there's there's a lot of convenience there. No, I agree. I mean, you know, and and I've done it. I've I fan, financed through the. You know, I've had a car through GMAC. Mm-hmm. I've had um, a car that I bought at Nissan, set up the loan. They sold the loan. Yeah. You know, um, I forget who it went to. Uh, might have been BB&T, but now Truist. That's what they say if you pull up to the drive there. Yeah. Um, and then I've I've had, you know, where I went in, I said, I want to buy this vehicle, you know, to my local bank. Yeah. And they said, "Well, here you go." And this, you know, so I've 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 done it every every mm-hmm. way, and I really I do like the online model. Yeah. Um, but you do have to have that. Don't like it, send it back. Right. You know, definitely. I don't like that Carvana had that restocking fee if I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um. But understand that that car went from San Jose to Arizona Mm -hmm. and whoever sold it to Carvana was out of Arizona. They had to get it all the way here. It was delivered to Knoxville and then Knoxville delivered it here. Yeah. So yeah, there, there was a a cost. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of salaries got paid. Yeah, for sure. Um, during that time. So I understand, um, because whoever's responsible in Knoxville probably didn't want it be on their inventory. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, all right, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. And uh, Cybertruck's pretty cool. Check it out. Uh, Jay Leno approves. <laughs> he said it was incredible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and, and that video, uh, it's probably went viral, but I, I saw it on uh, X. And I did put it on my Flipboard. I've got a Flipboard. I don't know what my username is on the Flipboard, mm-hmm. but I, that's where I go to save articles that I have read or need to read or you know doing research for the show. But that being said, y'all have a great week. Again, Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa, Festivus, Hanukkah, 
all that stuff all all the holidays yeah. and uh we hope you get to get to enjoy it and spend it with those you love